Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast. And now, the youth. Hello, everyone. You are listening to the youth. Slam Radio, Series XM, Channel 145. Happy Wednesday, June 24th. This is Amanda Marie here. And today, I am joined by the spectacular Nicole, Anthony, and Araya, of course, with her awesome little profile picture. We were in Bikini Bottom, what it seems like. <laughs> I hope everybody is having a fantastic day. And before we get into today's show and all of the topics that we have set up for today's show, we will, of course, go through our COVID-19 rundown, of which there's some pretty interesting tidbits for today's show. But before we get into that, of course, our global case number is now at over 9 million cases around the world, with a surpassing death toll of 477,000 and over 4.61 million recoveries. In the United States, a little closer to home, we have a confirmed total of 2.39 million cases with 121,000 deaths and over 740,000 confirmed recovered patients. So as we know, we're seeing some states across the United States experience some spikes in cases due to reopening and getting back to some sort of normal here in the United States. We're seeing Texas is one of these states. And just yesterday, they reported almost 5,500 new coronavirus cases. This is the first time that the state reports over 5,000 new cases in one single day. This is also their 12th day in a row for record number of hospitalizations. We're also seeing Florida. Florida is another one of these states. We do know this. We know that now there's a new order where you have to wear face masks at all times at any point that you're not inside your car or inside your home. Um, we're seeing some sort of a staggering decrease, but of course we know little by little that starts going down, but who knows what's to come now. Maybe this new order, at least here in Miami-Dade, that we're seeing a lot of big cities, uh, beginning to implement with having to wear face masks at all times. Hopefully this will help out in some ways. Now it's a pretty big deal. We're seeing the European Union, uh, they're preparing to ban all U.S. tourists over COVID-19 concerns as its borders are set to open on July 1st. So any U.S. tourists that are planning on going to the European Union, any European nation in the coming months won't be able to because they are now preparing to ban U.S. tourists as well as tourists from countries like Brazil and Russia, which are both experiencing extreme spy cases per day. We're also seeing Fauci just yesterday, he sat down with the House Committee and he claims that he is cautious often will be a COVID-19 vaccine by the end of 2020 or by early 2021. I mean, to be fair, I think when it comes down to the vaccine, it's going to be all selective in how we kind of handle it now on. I think with the masks being implemented at all times is very important. I mean, I, we spoke about this a little bit uh, yesterday and my view on it, and it still stays to, to today, where I think that it is a necessary means, and I think that it will, you know, halt somewhat the actual cases and the spiking because again you know you're you have these two people with masks it's going to limit their whole interaction and the uh spread of the disease but i think with the vaccination it's definitely good thinking and i think personally i i love the idea of it being able to come at the la at the latter half of 2020 is it possible we all have to wait and see because normally vaccines take 10 to 15 years so i think that this being sped up is really the biggest uh, problem for us when it comes to testing, maybe. And I think the reason why it's being sped up is because we kind of want to eliminate this as quick as possible because of just how much dread it has caused a lot of us here. And going back to your point, Amanda, on the European Union closing its borders, I completely agree with it. 
I mean, I think more countries should follow suit because the European Union, you know, that area of countries has been seeing a significant decrease in cases as of late. And they're following, you know, the stricter social distancing and stuff. And I think, you know, the European Union should be an example for all countries, you know, on how they should, you know, handle this because, you know, they're seeing a significant decrease in cases. And as for, you know, the vaccine, I think that's great news. I mean, we'll wait and see. Uh, I'm just a little nervous personally on, you know, how like this vaccine will be administered because obviously you need to go to the vaccine place, you know, wherever they're administering it to get it. And obviously there's going to be a lot of people with, you know, symptoms that are going there. So I think that might raise cases even more, but we'll see. And we'll see if how expensive this vaccine is, if it even is going to be charged at a price. So we'll see and we'll wait. I won't be surprised if they try to make money off of the vaccine, because that's just how, you know, the upper people work, whatever. And yeah, but I don't know. I just hope that the people like the actual society doesn't try to take this personal because you've seen it with you know the protests who are trying to protest the virus like um earlier in the year um and you see people not wearing masks because they think it's something against the actual person when in reality it's just trying to keep you safe and i hope people don't take the like travel bans personally like no it's just trying to keep everyone safe so yeah. I don't need some good news during these dark times. I mean, I didn't think they were going to find a vaccine till next year. But now that Fauci's saying that we can probably get it late this year, that's pretty good. I'm sure they'll charge for it because that's just the life we live in now. And nothing. But still, it's good news. And Mario made a good point that the amount of people who have symptoms of it are going to go and that can possibly rise cases but I mean I feel like at the end of the day the vaccine is going to end up decreasing cases so it, not saying that it won't really matter at that point but it's not going to make that big of a difference but still pretty good news there in my opinion I mean, I, I agree with Araya with what she said. Don't take these traveling bans personally because we saw a bad thing out in Europe. They had a completely different strain, much deadlier than what we had here in the United States. And, you know, we saw how, what a toll the coronavirus took on places like Italy and Spain with a complete strict lockdown. And now they're finally starting to open things up and experiencing less and less cases and may perhaps like on some days they're experiencing some cases not at all some new incoming cases so i don't take this personal i'm just seeing this as they're taking precautions to keep themselves safe because here in the united states we're still dealing with the coronavirus as we can see there's some states dealing with spikes more often than not like here in florida we're seeing in texas the bigger states with people in california as well are dealing with increasing spikes because things are opening back up and are just going back to normal. And as we said, I think people that don't take this seriously, they don't wear their mask. We saw people at the beginning of this entire situation go out without masks and being completely reckless and not being safe. And people protesting the coronavirus wasn't real. And we saw everything that went down in Wisconsin with the protest and a bunch of people went out there without masks and they ended up getting infected by the coronavirus as well. But now, you know, there's worries that 
here in the United States, we may be seeing a, you know, a stronger strain of the coronavirus, which is why being infections rise uh, in the late, in the last few weeks. But keep taking this day by day and we're seeing what's going on with this. Like Fauci said, we may see some sort of a vaccine by the end of 2020 or by early 2021, which is a lot quicker than we're used to seeing most vaccines come, you know, come to be. And then there is, you know, concerns with the vaccine. Will it actually work? Will, you know, there's, of course, there's a lot of questions that come into this, especially for disease that we've been seeing has been taking such an extreme toll on so many people. But this, this travel ban, I'm sure that many other you, uh, many other countries will begin to do this, especially other countries that are dealing with extreme spikes. We're seeing how they're also preparing to ban countries like Brazil and Russia. And as we know, Brazil has had an extreme increase in cases over the past few weeks. We're seeing their cases surpass 20,000 a day because they don't have any stay-at-home orders in place. They don't have any lockdown restrictions in place. They don't have to wear masks to go out. Unlike us, where we're seeing, you know, sort of a staggering case number where sometimes it goes up, sometimes it goes down, and that just depends on where you're at and where you're presiding. But in Brazil, especially, we're seeing how these numbers are increasing extremely. Yeah, and seeing these cases increase isn't necessarily comforting at all because, again, we want to eliminate it as quickly as possible. And yes, there has been more in the European uh, nations now, as we're seeing here, as Amanda did, you know, brief talk, as she talked about with the strains and how they're becoming stronger and they're becoming more violent against uh, people in general and how our bodies are, are accepting it as it's trying to eliminate the, the virus from our bodies. And I think that seeing these, these more deadly, these, these stronger strains are definitely more concerning than, than anything because, again, we, we just kind of want to, as I said before, eliminate it as quickly as possible. That's why we are trying to uh, speed up with the vaccinations to see if, if we can, because personally, I think that with these spikes, it's, it's no, it's no good at this point, because right now, I mean, here in the United States, as Amanda said previously, we are, uh, instituting a lot of face masks and you have to wear it all the time. If not, you can get jailed or fined. And I think that seeing this, it might, it might bring in a, a steep decline of cases because people are going to have more of a of a legit reason other than just not getting sick because obviously that was not good enough for a lot of people but it's it's more of a consequence that they have to face financially and i think that when it comes down to all these spikes it's again not very comforting and again seeing that so many people are getting infected with this and not even having a good fighting chance in 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 some of it is more concerning than ever because again it's spreading very quickly it's it's a it's a deadly strain of it and it's not it's not there's no there's no use at this point and i think that the vaccination and the masks and all that is the best way to go at this point i completely agree with you Nicole, that the mask and the six feet social distancing and now the new vaccines that are going to come out later this year that's the best way to go about it and at the start of this virus the reason why it spread so much in the first place is because we hadn't been really exposed to it. And usually when you're not exposed to a virus, it becomes a big thing because your body doesn't have the antibodies to fight it. So now it's just been an aftermath of all that. It's been a little bit difficult for everybody because of the whole coronavirus thing the whole six feet social distancing. So it's been difficult for everybody to pretty much do anything. 
now with these vaccines, it'll be a little bit easier and life can start settling back to normal. But at the same time, I still feel like we're going to need to have masks. We're still going to need to have six feet social distancing. I apologize. And even after this is all over, after the whole spikes are over, I still feel like it won't be the same because I still feel like you won't have as much physical contact with people. It'll just be a paranoia around people, if you understand what I'm trying to say. Absolutely. And when we come back here on the youth, we talked about Bubba Wallace yesterday and how we saw the entire crew, all racers and everything, walk with him in solidarity at the race. And now we're hearing that the FBI concluded that the book was not put there intentionally and it had been there for a while. We'll talk about that more here on the Youth Sam Radio, Series XM, Channel 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. Well, it just annoys me that you don't see it my way. Oh, it annoys me that you don't see it my way. We can play this game too. What? Not always going to see it your way. Your way is not the way. I can see it my way. But your way is not the way. So some people, some people are really... That's huge ego of you, by the way. Yeah, of course. You can't spell amigo without the ego. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Tom and Levi. Tom is the smartest man I know. He's been a professor at two major universities, been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, he told me that he was having um, problems in his classes. I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. And he was telling them that he was doing it as a favor to them, but I think in reality, he just wanted to get out of there. Um, I was really starting to worry because I saw something was wrong. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me, and my love for him was just immense. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Sam Radio has brought so much positivity into my life that allows so many young people to have a voice. I'm very thankful for this opportunity at Slam Radio. Not a lot of people get to say that they worked on the first radio station 
run inside a high school. I've learned so much from Frank the Tank. I've learned so much from Danny, from the Amigo. I've learned so much from them, and I thank them so much, and it means a lot to me. Slam Radio is a community. It just gives you opportunity. They give you opportunities that not many schools have. The people here are just great. Someone always has your back no matter what. It is definitely a place to leave your egos and your insecurities behind and just be yourself and all become one. I'm so thankful for everybody here at Slam Radio, and I'm thankful for this wonderful opportunity that I've been given to jumpstart my career. You are listening to Slam Radio on Sirius XM 145. Hey, this is Ron Rivera. This is the Slam Radio. We are back here on the Youth Slam Radio Series XM Channel 145. In our last segment, we talked all things coronavirus related. We're seeing spikes in different states. We're seeing the European Union pre- uh, preparing to implement a travel ban. We're also seeing Fauci being quite us seeing a possible coronavirus vaccine at the end of this year or beginning of next year. Now, in this next segment, uh, we talked about the Bubba Wallace, Bubba Wallace case yesterday at the end of our show. We talked about how nice it was seeing everybody walking in solidarity with him after a news had been discovered in Raj. And now, after an investigation concluded by the FBI, this rope that was fashioned like a noose but was not a noose that was found in his garage stall had been there October 2019 and that Bubba Wallace was not a victim of a hate crime. So of course seeing Bubba Wallace and NASCAR with a lot of bash and a lot of hate now as people are saying that NASCAR overreacted for this entire situation and that it was all a hoax. We're seeing Wallace defending NASCAR saying that they did nothing wrong in handling the situation. Him and his team came to NASCAR with this information and they handled it appropriately and how now we're seeing Wallace deal with a lot of backlash, especially saying that it was a hoax and that he was pretty much doing this just to get attention. He had an interview yesterday with Don Lemon from CNN, and he stated and addressed that the rope in the noose, that whatever, whenever it was tied in 2019, whenever it was, it was a noose no matter what. If you see images, the rope that is claimed to not be a noose is very similar to what it looks like a noose, and he expressed his disagreement and addressed the current backlash that he's facing. He says that none of these allegations will break him, that they won't tear him down, that they only fuel his fire to continue his competitive nature. And, you know, just pretty much, you know, we're seeing, of course, differing opinions where people are thinking that this was all a hoax. Some people are agreeing with Bubba Wallace and saying that, okay, we understand what went down. It still looks like a noose, but we understand we, we're taking this into consideration and we're moving on from this. And it's interesting to see how quickly a story can change, how just yesterday we were talking about how wonderful to see everybody walking with him, walking him towards the front of the speedway for him to lead that race in Alabama, the super speedway. And now we're seeing all this backlash on him in light of the recent um, discoveries from this entire case. Well, first of all, I'd like to say big props to NASCAR for handling this situation effectively. I mean, they really stood by one of their athletes. And I'd say, like, they deserve no hate whatsoever. Like, there's no overreacting to a situation like that. Like, you get reports of, oh, there's a possible noose in the only black driver in your whole series. It just happens that there is a rope that is happened to be tied like that. I mean, you're obviously going to 
come to conclusions very quickly. And I got to say big props for them for actually, you know, taking into consideration their athletes. So big props for them. They really did handle the situation well. And as for everybody sending the hate to Bubba Wallace, I'd ask you why? Because, listen, it while it did turn out not to be a noose, it was very similar to it. And it is just such a coincidence that that rope needed to be in the only black driver in NASCAR's garage. It was just such a coincidence that, you know, NASCAR race officials needed to come to conclusions quickly because the context around it, I mean, listen, it was just too much of a coincidence for it not to line up perfectly. I mean, you have the Black Lives Matter protest going around. We have, you know, the banning of the Confederate flag, which some fans did not take too lightly. And then we have a noose in the only black, what seemed to be a noose in the only black driver's garage. Like, come on, I, the stars lined up a little too perfectly and people, and people just couldn't, you know, not ignore it and they needed to take, you know, action to it. Listen, I'm going to be honest here and I apologize if I rant about it, but I just feel very passionate about this. I'm going to go back to Mara's point. What a surprise. Just so it's, it's a coincidence that now all of a sudden, Riots broke out because of the death of George Floyd. The Black Lives Matter movement is at an all-time high, right? Just a coincidence that, you know, this speedway is in Alabama, which is one of the most racist states in the United States of America. And we all know that. What a coincidence that it's found in the only black driver's garage, right? Such a coincidence. What a coincidence that after the race where he wears a Black Lives Matter t-shirt that they noose in his garage. What a coincidence. Now you're, you're telling me that, oh, no, it's a hoax. Really? Really? I'm sorry. I, I don't, I don't want to distrust the Federal Bureau, Bureau of, Events, of Investigation. I apologize for stuttering there. But I don't want to credit them because it's one of the most elite. I'm lost for words. But I don't want to discredit them. But what a coincidence saying it. The stars line up perfectly, and you're telling me that it's a hoax? Really? Really? So he's been showing us for the Black Lives Movement, and stand up to him. Stand up to him. Who cares if they disagree with you? Stand up to him. Excellent job. Excellent. Excellent. You're telling me coincidence that they find a noose. What do you do with a noose? Yeah, we all know what you do with a noose. In the only black driver's garage. Hmm. No, 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 it's a hoax. Just just a coincidence, right? Okay, got you. And, yeah, to answer Anthony's question, or, well, it was rhetorical, but I'm going to say it anyways. It's not a coincidence. He's the only full-time black driver in NASCAR. And, like he said, due to recent events, this has erupted some anger with nascar they banned the confederate flag from being on their cars or whatever right and he wore a black lives matter t-shirt and he didn't do the pledge of allegiance he just stood there he didn't put his heart on his hand of course people are going to be mad i do not believe that this was from 2019 and if it was from 2019 then why is it just being spoken on why is it just being 
um, said, I think he would notice a noose for a whole year. It's a noose, a noose. I don't care what you say. I don't like, oh, it's just a rope. It's not a rope. You know what nooses are used for. You know what it is used for, especially for a black man. You know what people do with those nooses. And you know, especially now, there's been five um, public hangings. And I'm not saying that they were all hate crimes, but it's hard to believe that they weren't. Especially due to recent events, I'm not surprised if somebody placed that there on purpose. And I know the FBI did their job or whatever, and I'm not gonna discredit them, but I'm not gonna trust everything that's being put out to me. I'm not like, I'm not just gonna trust everything. But that's my opinion. Anyways. I mean, I get the fact of like not taking things at face value. I per personally do not believe that this was a coincidence because again, out of all the points you guys have pointed out, it, it goes to the fact being that there's just so many underlying factors with this that it can't just be coincidental at this point. And I think when it goes down to this, he shouldn't be getting hate for this because it's not like he did it himself. It's not like he put it there so that he can get attention. It's not that it's not the reason why there was a noose found wasn't because he wanted attention from anything and he wanted either pity or, Hey, like, please, you know, whatever. Like he didn't need that. He doesn't need that. He's, He's a very great NASCAR driver. He's good on his own. He doesn't need any of this. He doesn't need that sort of attention. If anything, he, he wants to exert the attention on other actual purposeful things like the Black Lives Matter movement. And when it comes down to this, he shouldn't be getting this hate because, he, again, he didn't put it there himself. He, there's, no, it, there's no reason why you should hate somebody for, for them finding something in their own garage they didn't know was there. And it goes out to the fact being that you shouldn't hate him for him finding something. Whether it was from 2019, which I'm not very sure if it was. Again, there's too many underlying factors to discredit anything. And again, I'm not going to discredit the FBI because they do their job incredibly. And, you know, NASCAR is a pretty big, I guess, league, if you want to say. They're a pretty big thing. And so who knows what could have happened, to be honest with you. And again, not discrediting anything, but I think that at this point, it's not coincidental. This this could have been very, very well pur purposeful. And I think when it comes down to this, you shouldn't be getting the hate because it's not like he called the action for it. And I think, yes, there might be some coincidences in this, but it's not the news being left. We're getting straight from CBS Sports. We're seeing Paul Menard's number 21 car occupied this same garage that Wallace's car did this previous weekend in the fall from Menard's team says that he remembered the rope being tied like a noose in the fall when Menard's car was using this garage garage stall. So clearly we're hearing some things now starting to come out regarding the noose and its time and how long it had been in this garage. But once again, just like Anthony said, just like Nicole said, just like Mario said, and just like Araya said, it's too coincidental to be a coincidence especially with everything going on in our country right now. But we'll continue to see what unfolds as a result of this situation. And honestly, just before we go to break, I believe that Bubba Wallace should be receiving the hate that he's receiving. In fact, he should be receiving the support he was receiving the same way he was receiving it when we all thought that that news was put there purposefully before the FBI conducted their investigation and wrapped things up. 
the same way that we stood in solidarity with him for everything that we thought had happened is the same way we should still stand in solidarity with him after this has happened because unfortunately it's a situation that we continue to see and people continue to think that this is okay once again whether or not it's their purpose for or how long it had been there. It's a situation we still see unfold in today's society, no matter what. But when we come back here on the youth, we're going to move away from this. We're going to talk about MLB. We talked about this briefly yesterday, but it has been made official since last night that baseball is back. And we're going to go through all the different precautionary measures and everything that baseball is putting together to ensure some sort of a season. And hopefully we'll see some sort of World Series chance. That'd definitely be interesting. You're listening to the youth here on Slam Radio, Series XM, Channel 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, channel 145. Here's that song again. Here's that song again. For the hundredth time today, here's that song again. It's gonna be stuck in your head all day. Here's that song again. It will make you cray cray. You love your kids enough to watch that TV show a bajillion times. Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat for their age and size. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. To protect his home and family from disaster, Steve used courage, wisdom, and his camera phone. That should do it. Way to go, Steve! By simply taking digital pictures of his family's important documents, Steve can always have them stored safely online, no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking, I'm, I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't. You I don't call know. him that, I call him Tunga Vailoa, whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo? Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Flowers are beautiful, but they become even more so when carried by people who are committed to ending Alzheimer's. At the Alzheimer's Association Walk to End Alzheimer's, hundreds of thousands carry different colored flowers, signifying their connections to the disease. And we walk so that one day, there will be a white flower for Alzheimer's first survivor. Slam Radio is more than just a radio station, but a family. It's so nice to know that you have a place where you can feel safe, where you can feel comfortable sharing your opinions and not be judged for what you feel like is right or is wrong. I'm very grateful that I've gotten this opportunity to be a part of something big, something historical. It taught me that not only that I matter, but that I have a voice. And the mentors we have here, like Frank the Tank and Amigo, make you love this amazing program even more. There are very few words that can describe Slam Radio. One word that definitely comes to mind is familia, family. We've been offered so many unique opportunities to be a part of something great. I will always be grateful to Slam Radio and everybody a part of Slam Radio. We are a family. They are my family and they will always continue to be my family and I will 
forever be thankful, and I know they got my back just like I got theirs. I love being part of Slam Radio. Yo, what's good, everybody? It's your boy, Juju Smith Schuster from the Pittsburgh Steelers, number 19 wide receiver, and you are listening to Slam Radio. It is Liddy. Turn up. going to talk about baseball baseball is back we brought this up briefly yesterday as we're seeing how the return of sports is is something we're sort of tiptoeing into because of the worries and the fears that many athletes and crew members and coaches and staff members are beginning to test positive for the coronavirus but MLB made it official last night we will see a 60 game season starting at some point either July 23rd or the 24th Quick little fact, this is the shortest baseball season since the 1870s. And in the 1870s, there was no such thing as a pitcher's mound. There was no such thing as a catcher's mitt. And the infield fly rule, non-existent. So this is the shortest season we will experience of baseball since the 1870s. And we'll sort of see how that works out. We have some different new guidelines that the MLB has put in place. And they're not COVID-related at all, but they're the actual competition and how this season of baseball is going to work because of how different it is this year. So we're seeing that, of course, this is going from a 60, this is going from 162 game season. Let me correct myself. 162 game season to 60 games, which means that each one of these games counts 2.7 times more than usual. And this also means that even the absolute worst teams in baseball have some sort of a chance of actually winning perhaps making it to the playoffs at some point you know if if the worst team in baseball has the best nine weeks they've ever had in franchise history and they suddenly land a spot in the playoffs it's definitely going to make for an interesting season which sort of you know fans are kind of worried that this isn't the most fair way things will roll out but I mean nothing about 2020 has been fair at least we're getting some sort of baseball at least in my opinion with this year's plans, we're also seeing an additional three wildcard teams in each league, which will allow for more than half of all teams in baseball to make in the playoffs. So, of course, the schedule now is limited in order. This is more of a COVID-related fact. The schedule is limited additional play, plus some other league games with teams corresponding in geographic divisions. For example, the Yankees, they will play American League rivals in National League teams in the east like atlanta like miami like the mets etc so i mean like i said the competition may sort of skewed this year we may see you know some crazy things come as a result of this newly formed fall season with only 60 games but i think it'll definitely make for a much a very fun season be shorter there's more competition which means that these baseball players who are already very competitive in the first place will be even more competitive now and everybody's just trying to make it to the playoff, make it to that race to be the team that wins the 2020. If hopefully we do get to that point, but that's something that would definitely go down in history. And I think this is the coolest year to win the world series because it's such a historic year in sports in general and baseball, especially as we're seeing, it's the first time that we're seeing a season this short since the 1870s. Now here, if you're a baseball fan, hear me out. The Marlins aren't very good, but all they would probably have to do is win 40 games. And just a reminder, the Marlins have not lost a playoff series in franchise history. 
put the dots together. Marlins are going to win the World Series. No, but like in all seriousness, um, this is pretty good. I've been waiting for baseball to return for a long time. So, I mean, I'm really excited. I'm really excited to see my Yankees, Garrett Cole, Aaron Judge, all the boys go out there and get some and potential series. And I hope the Astros, with the extended playoff spots, I hope they don't make the playoffs in the first would be great, but we can only hope him, all right? Well, first of all, Anthony, hilarious joke you said there. I mean, you know, Marlins winning 40 games. They can't even do that with 160 attempts, Anthony. Come on, get your head up. But anyway, I mean, you're right. The Marlins could have the best nine weeks in franchise history, go absolute ham, and make the playoffs. And I got to say, I love this because – Let's be honest. Everybody says, oh, opening day. Everybody has a chance. We all start out at zero. When in reality, pretty much we already know who's going to win the World Series. Like there's three or four teams where we know are going to go to the playoffs. And we just need to slug through the 162-game season, you know, to get it over with. But, hey, listen, I love this because now pretty much everybody is on equal footing now. It's going to be chaos. And I love it. I mean, we're going to see – some terrible teams play their hearts out and that's what I love about this we're gonna have some like variety because like let's be honest when you go to a baseball game they're not really trying because one game is one out of 162 it doesn't really matter that much but now it's just gonna be crazy we're gonna see players absolutely trying their hardest every single game and I just love this I got to say, hopefully this is a permanent change because I would be actually super excited if this would happen every summer. Like, I I don't know. I just love this. I got to say. From a perspective of somebody who isn't in the sports world and doesn't really like baseball and only knows the the rules that there's four bases and then you hit a bat and then you hit the ball and then, yeah, that's all I know about baseball. But when you look at it like this, with the 60 games, it's not really less fair because, like um, Mario said, there's only four teams when there was 162 games that you already knew were going to win. And it was kind of hard for the worst teams to get a little, you know, leg up. But now that there's 60 games, you know, everyone has a chance. Now, I'm not saying that the bad teams are going to do, you know, necessarily better just because there's less games, but they might try more because they have a more better chance. And also, it doesn't really take away the credibility. It's just it's just less accurate in a way because there's less games. So, yeah. Anyways. I mean, I personally liked the emergence of any new sports because I do like watching baseball. My dad played baseball when he was younger. I played softball. So I do like being able to get it back in and just, you know, enjoying watching it. Now, the fact being that the actual procedures that they have been, you know, talking about isn't necessarily on COVID procedures and it's more on the actual gameplay and how everything's going to be maneuvered, I guess, is... It's a little, uh, it's it's interesting because, I mean, my whole thing is that if I'm going to watch a sports league, I want to make sure that the players, the coaching staff, and just the staff in general, they're all healthy and they're all getting 
the best care as they can to remain healthy. So, so you know, I want to make sure I, I would like to see if, if, if they are going to uh, speak on that behalf, which I'm pretty sure that they will be, because again, this is what a lot of people are wondering. But personally, I do think that this is a great, you know, thing. I love having the idea of having it back. And there are a lot of teams that could, you know, potentially make it, even though they were bad. I mean, you know, Marlins maybe, who knows? Possibly, I know Mario, like, shot them down really quickly. But I think maybe, just maybe, I don't know. But Listen, the hype team is leaving for Miami. I'm sorry, Nicole, I just need to bump in real quick. I just need to say that the hype train is leaving for Miami. We're bringing it home this year. Exactly. Like, we could possibly, maybe, just maybe. But, again, just being able to watch baseball is probably going to be a nice, relaxing thing. My dad is going to be able to watch baseball now and be okay with it. And I think that this is definitely a a nice step to a normalcy that we have been very much so deprived of and missing for a long time. Oh, for sure. Like, I mean, my grandpa loves baseball. I can't wait to watch some games with him. I know he's been lonely, you know, as of late, you know, with not being able to get out. But, you know, I love that baseball is returning and everything. And, again, like I said, the hype train is leaving for Miami. It's win or go home right now. I don't care that we're still in the middle of a rebuild right now. We're taking it home right now. I'm calling it. I'm betting all of my life savings right now on the Marlins. So they better not disappoint right now. So please, I mean, but anyway, um, all jokes aside, I just can't wait for the season to start. And I'm pretty excited for what they're, you know, going to do. And, you know, like, even, even like Nicole had, had said, you know, it's interesting, may actually get to see the Marlins. You know, we were talking about this, you know, for the Dolphins last season, it was like tank for Tua. And everybody was making jokes that we were purposefully playing bad to get to a tongue of Iloa. And we ended up getting to a tongue of Iloa. So maybe we'll see the Dolphins win a Super Bowl. The Marlins can bring home a World Series title. And it'll be a great year of sports for Miami. Maybe we can see the Hurricanes, how football, college football unfolds this year due to all the different restrictions we're seeing being put on, even going back on campus for college. So just, just imagine actual practices and games, how that's going to unfold. But I, I don't know. I mean, I'm obviously I'll root for the Yankees and I'm excited to see how the Yankees can make headway this this season. Again, it's 60 games. Like like Mario said, it's going to be such a chaotic season because you go to a random game on a Thursday night and you know, it's a slow game. You see the players around and they don't really care if they're losing. They're not angry if they're losing because they know it's one game, 162 games, and that you know, they were having a bad night. It wasn't the best night for their team. And they'll bounce back tomorrow and they'll play even better. And you see them, they win the next game. And because there were so many games, baseball had that slow feel to it. And, you know, it, it, would make, it wouldn't make for an entertaining game if you got stuck going that night where it was just, okay, I don't really care. But now with the season being cut 60 games specifically, this is going to make for such a heated heated competition with players going completely insane and now these games will get very interesting it'll feel like every game is kind of like a playoff game I don't know if Anthony and Mario agree with me but even aside from the playoffs 
these actual this 60 game season each one of those 60 games is going to feel like you're watching a playoff game because they count literally three the times intensity. more exactly the intensity the chaos and we, again, we know everybody is in their own ways. Baseball players, especially, are very competitive. And now, with all these different rules and everything that's going into play, where you can actually make it to the playoffs and win a World Series if you have a good, a good nine weeks. If you can play good for those nine weeks, Marlins. If you can play good for those nine weeks, we may actually see the Marlins make it to a playoff. And we'll, you know, that's something that we can, and we'll continue right here on the youth is watching the Marlins make it through and hopefully make it, even if it's one round of the playoffs, it's something that we're not used to seeing for the Miami Marlins. But when we come back here on the youth, you know, we're excited that baseball is back. And, you know, it's been 100 days in quarantine and we have been 100 days without sports. And now we're all excited. We're happy to see sports back. Of course, there's concern because of athletes testing positive, like we were talking about yesterday. But Another thing that we're excited for is seeing the real restaurants and seeing things unfold. And one of the only ways we were really able to go out to eat during this quarantine was fast food restaurants. And we have a list of the favorite quarantine fast food restaurants in the state. I think we'll be that surprised to hear what Florida's is. You're listening to the youth here on Radio City 6 channel 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM channel 145. I get it. Your desk has been there for you. Holding up your computer, your unused stapler, and that plant you forgot to water. But maybe it's time to leave your desk and spend your lunch break volunteering with Meals on Wheels. Doing Meals on Wheels for me is the joy that I look for at the end of my week. I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. That's americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and whatever, just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigos. Can you imagine it's like a congregation of big dogs. You have a Great Dane. You have a couple of pit bulls off to the side. You have some very, very big German shepherds. You know, just the bigger type of dogs. And they're hanging out, talking, slobbering over each other, doing what, what big dogs do. And a little chihuahua comes running through, barking at all of them. And the big dogs just look at each other, look down at the chihuahua, and they look at each other again like, is this dog for real? The chihuahua is UCF. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to noon, only on Slam Radio Sirius XM 145. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. 
There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, que rico. You know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Yo, Sway Calloway, Sway in the morning, world famous Wake Up Show MTV. We worldwide. Welcome to Slam Radio. This is where they get busy. back here with Sam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. We teased what this last segment was going to be about. You know, we've been seeing these lists come out more and more. Favorite candy per state, favorite vegetable per state. Now it's the favorite fast food restaurant during quarantine per state. As we know, dining rooms were closed. We were sort of left with only pickup at restaurants that remained open. And restaurants that did remain open were fast food restaurants during this entire quarantine. So I know we kind of here at the Milian household, we kind of relied on some different different kinds of fast food to keep us entertained this quarantine, but we did eat a lot at home. But here in Florida, at least, the general consensus of the favorite fast food restaurant during quarantine was Chick-fil-A, which for me isn't a surprise. I kind of would have guessed either Chick-fil-A or McDonald's. We have a good amount of McDonald's this quarantine, but Chick-fil-A is the, was the, is the, whatever you want to say, however you want to say it, was favorite fast food restaurant in Florida. So I wanted to hear from you guys. Do you agree with this? Like, do you like Chick-fil-A's? Did you, what was your go-to fast food restaurant during quarantine? Is I think is a better question. Yes, that's probably is a better question. But honestly, I think that for Chick-fil-A, it's, I'm not surprised. It's great. It's good. I like the, I like the fries a lot. But personally, my thing was like, Probably it would be like mostly like McDonald's or like a pizza place most likely because we would have like pizza. I think it was like either pop it was probably Cazola's to be honest with you like McDonald's and Cazola's were like probably the main things even though like my family we we did cook a lot in house during quarantine and still we do but every now and again when you would like splurge it was mostly McDonald's and all that. Okay, but can we talk about how insane Cazola's is? That no, we're not. Casolas is crimes against humanity. No, Casolas sucks. Mario, Mario, leave, 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 leave. Their dough is freaking raw. I can't. Captain Contrarian. I'm sorry. I hated Casolas for a long time. Leave the chat. Only good thing is wings. Change my mind. Mario, Mario, do the wings are fire though. Uh, log off for me, dog. No, I'm not because Casolas is terrible. I'm sorry. Open your eyes. Have good pizza. 
But at this point, you don't even be making sense. You just like to bro, say people that we're wrong. Pizza with forks and the knives. Argument, that's all it is. Do I need to make any more of an argument? No, it's just it's the fact that Mario wants to be different at this point. I bet you his favorite his favorite pizza is like Papa John's or something, and he's no hey, no 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 no. I like New York style pizza. I don't like Cazoles because the what dough is pizza wrong. Hat? You're, you're the type of guy, pizza type of guy that like off brand pizza. You're the type of guy that like off-brand pizza, like Pizza Hat. So pizza then, hat? I'm, I'm assuming you like DiGiorno more than Deliveroo. No, I would rather have Great DiGiorno than Cazola's pizza because at least it's cooked right. DiGiorno it goes hard, but Cazola's is still good. It's not. Once you have good pizza, you realize, wow, Cazola's is absolute trash. By the way, back, going back, back to, to my- fast food restaurants. Back to fast food restaurants. Yeah, back to fast food restaurants. I got to say, I've been hitting up the Taco Bells way more often since quarantine. I mean, I know why people... you don't like Casolas. <laughs> no, no, ta- yeah. I, I was like, no, that. Taco, Taco Bell's Bell's... good. Taco Bell's pretty good. Taco Bell's all right. I can yeah, it's do all Taco right. Bell here and there. That nacho box with all the, I, I, can, I can do Taco Bell here and there. Every once yeah, in that... a while. Not too often, though. The balls, paws, the, the 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 cinnamon things. You know what I'm yeah, talking about? Yeah, of course. You. He only goes to fast food restaurants for this, and he looks on the menu and the menu at a fast food restaurant. and goes, "Okay, where's the cinnamon dessert?" And I'll just take a bunch of chicken nuggets. Thing, and that's that's Anthony's order at any sort of fast food restaurant. Honestly, though, that's an acquired taste. Anthony's one of the only children who has not grown out of chicken nuggets when it comes to anything. I mean, listen. No, 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 Anthony, Anthony, I'm going to tell you. boy. No, listen, I love chicken nuggets. I love chicken nuggets. It's great. But you have this thing where, like, it's only chicken nuggets. If it's not chicken nuggets, then it's, like, pizza and, like, fries. You can't have anything else. You barely even like fries. Hold on. He doesn't eat fries. He just discovered buffalo sauce, a very Mm. life-changing event for Anthony. This Anthony? quarantine, he just discovered buffalo sauce with chicken, of course. Listen, his chicken taste buds, nuggies. Listen, Anthony, I'm not gonna say anything against chicken nuggets because I love chicken nuggets, but your taste buds are like of a five year old. You don't try anything new. You're like, no, this is scary. You're like uncharted. Yes, yes this is very accurate, which is exactly why Fully is my place. Not Burger Bur- King's chicken nuggets, doo doo, garbage, garbage. McDonald's, McDonald's are decent. McDonald's are decent. But, you know, one of the restaurants that I don't order um, chicken nuggets from, and it is a fast food restaurant, and it is pretty slap slapping, is uh, PDQ. Their burger... PDQ. Now, that is a fast you, restaurant that is... What is PDQ? What is that? I don't know what that is. I'm sorry. It's like a... It's straight chicken, so it's like pretty Chick-fil-A. Much. But it's it tastes cleaner to be honest. Like it doesn't taste as as like I don't even know how to explain it. But they have chicken sandwiches, chicken nuggets, chicken tenders, chicken salads, chicken like everything that you can possibly make with chicken at this place. Like it is the chicken manufacturer, and the chicken is fresh. Their sauces are amazing. Anthony Anthony will get the chicken sandwich, and of course he'll get the chicken. He don't let him. He always gets those nuggets. But PDQ, I recommend you guys try to find one near you. Try one because you'll you'll look at Chick-fil-A and you'll be like, okay, I can do Chick-fil-A every once in a while, but PDQ is so much better than Chick-fil-A. 
To be honest, I'm growing out of my fast food phase. Like, I know it wasn't always good, but I'm starting to realize it even more that it's not really that good as much as everybody hypes it up. And plus, it's not really healthy, but I'm still going to eat it until I can, like, afford not to. But anyway. Oh, Araya, I'm sorry. But Amanda, do you hear that? Yes, I do. That means we have the end of our show. And I agree with Araya. You know, as you get older, you start to realize that, um, you know, that fast food restaurants are not as good. So you lean more towards those cleaner fast food restaurants, the better fast food restaurants, which is why I think I love PDQ so much because it doesn't taste like typical fast food. But guys, thank you for another spectacular show of the youth here. Thank you to everybody who tuned in. Shout out to Frank. We haven't got Frank in a while. Shout out to Frank. Shout out to Amigo for keeping us going throughout this entire quarantine and allowing us to do this show each and every week. You're on Slam Radio, series channel 145. We'll see you tomorrow.